Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're very welcome to Wednesday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Fantastic to have you with us on the show once more today. Isn't it a lovely day out there? Ah, for a change. It's dry and crisp. Long may it continue. Rain, rain, stay away, please. For a while, we just need a break from it. Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a good day. Over the next couple of hours, we have lots of chat, song and more besides. Number three in our top five countdown as well coming your way. But I begin the show today with a man that I just love having a chat with. I'm delighted to welcome him back to the show. Phil Coulter, good to see you and good to have you again. Been a while, Terry. It's been a while. It has. It has. But you see, we thought last year when you did the lap of honour, that was it. But there's no keeping a good man down, (laughs) Phil. You can't get rid of me that easy, Jerry. You can't get rid of me that easy. As the song says, there's life in the old dog. Yeah. Yeah. I love the name of the new tour. And when I tell uh, listeners, you have a 23-date nationwide tour beginning tonight and running to the end of the year. You're really packing the dates in and it's called Four Score and Then. Who came up with that? Well, uh, funny enough, I was on I was on that uh, TV chat show last night, and they, the, the, the presenter said, "Is that four score? Is that something? Is that a musical term? Four score?" And then I said, "No, that's my age." <laughs> I said, "I'm 81, so the four score is 80, and the yes. then is now this next chapter after 80. So that's what that's what that's all about." You um, see, Phil, yeah, you, those, those young ones don't understand like you and I would. You know what I mean? What those scores know, stand for? Listen. Jerry, I'm trying to persuade everybody that 80 is the new 40. Yes. You know, that's 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 my that's my that's my state of mind. Well, you know what? You keep peddling that for sure because that's the way to look on life. Listen, I I was thinking of you right uh, through the autumn there as the rugby world cup played out and we were there and Ireland's call played. You straight every time I hear it, I just see you. <laughs> well, that's, I don't know whether I'd affect that on anybody, but uh, it's it's a buzz. It really yeah. is, you know. When you yeah. when you, I mean, just just to be watching that and seeing our guys, you know, going yes. to, doing so well. I mean, right up there with the very best in the world and coming. I mean, coming so close, like a lick of paint away from actually getting to the final. But sure. There, it's a, you know, I think I've told you this before, Jerry. There's a great buzz, of course, like when you get a number one record or when you get a song recorded by Elvis Presley or the Bay City Roller sell a million records or whatever it might be. But it's a completely different feeling for a songwriter when you get a, a, like a full stadium mm. singing the song, mm. meaning that the song is kind of passed into the kind of public awareness. It's no longer just like it's no longer a, a, a pop song. Yes. You know, like to get a song that that that, that lives on. That's that's what every songwriter's ambition is. Funny, I was asked uh, recently. I was I've been interviewed at an American radio station, and the guy asked me, "Mr. Coulter, can I ask you?" Um, what is your? What is your? Can you give me a short definition of a great song? A short definition. I said I'll do that. I'll give you a one-word definition of a great song: longevity. Yes. If a song's been, if a song stuck around these days, Jerry, I'm sad to tell you that with this TikTok generation, mm-hmm. those songs are like you know they ain't going to be around another twenty years. Why? Because therefore, like you know, immediate uh, instant uh, instant gratification nowadays. Compared to, to, like, when I learned my craft as a songwriter, and I, I mean, I made a craft that I studied, you know, I mean, mm. in Denmark Street, Tin Pan Alley, for three years, being contracted to a music publisher, who would, every second, every second Friday, we would go to the studio and record six new songs, six new songs, words and music, and a little arrangement for the house band. The following Monday, the publisher 
who was a veteran publisher, himself had written uh, songs like Smile Though Your Heart Is Aching, had discovered Michael Kennedy and, and Jim, uh, Jimmy Kennedy and Michael Carr, the Leonard McCartney of the war years, discovered Lionel Bart. I mean, this was a proper music veteran. Mm. And he would go through the songs and he would he would dissect them and tell you where you were going wrong. He would he would most, most regularly tell me, Mr. Coulter, I know you've been to university and studied music. You don't need to prove that every time you sit down to write a pop song. <laughs> and as often as not, of the six songs, Jerry, he would throw most of them in the bin mm. because they weren't good enough because we hadn't learned the craft. That was a process which doesn't happen anymore. There are yeah. no, that kind of mentoring, you know, of songwriters yes. doesn't happen anymore. So these TikTok songs aren't, you know, they're not structured as such, you know what I mean? They're just for instant instant uh, gratification. There's no intro, there's no verse, they go straight to the hook. Yeah. Um, so I, I won't be glad that, that I was practising my craft back in the day when a song was a song. <laughs> and by God, you have written so many songs that are songs. But you know, that Ireland's Call, it's such a unifying song. And when you hear it, and as you say, a stadium singing it, the hair would just stand on the back of your neck. And it is yours and will be forever. But before, I want one, one more sporting question. I won't dominate it with sport. Derry City, they did a decent year, it was expected they'd win the league they have plenty of money behind them now it's only a matter of time Phil is it league champions I, I hope so I hope so I mean you know some of the fans are disappointed that we didn't win the league the reality is Jerry. anybody who knows about, about League of Ireland soccer is that I mean two or three years ago Derry were the bottom of the pile you know we were kind of struggling to, to we, were, we were propping mm. up the, 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 uh, the league now in a two year period when St Rory Higgins has taken over I mean we're now Seriously challenging for 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 that for the uh, to win the league, and we came very close. We kind of we dipped a bit at the last furlong, yes. and as in as in every other career, whether it's songwriting, performing, anything else, consistency is the necessary. Consistency is is the difference between being great and being very good, mm. you know. And we just we weren't consistent, but we will we'll we'll be back. We'll oh. be back. We've had a, we've we've had a great journey. Yes. We've come we've come close twice. Yes. I think next year's our turn. Ah, oh, there you go. Drogheda, my crowd were a little bit of a problem for you this year. The, that dip and that Drogheda, you know, uh, took the points and, and those points probably made the difference in the end. But we are very happy here as well because there's a new show in town with new owners. So watch this space. We might be there with you in a few years' time, please God. Please God. <laughs> please God. I mean, yeah, Drogheda, they were a bogey team for a, yes. for a lot of the big names. I yes. about it Because, I mean, they did a great job of reassembling themselves. I mean, you know, not a big budget, but mm. just with a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of commitment, yes. and a lot of just, I mean, i got to take my hat off to a club like Drogheda. I mm. really do, because that's just sheer willpower, you know, sheer willpower. Yeah, yeah, admiration for the people, for sure. Uh, Freedom of Derry last October. Look at the numbers that turned out. That must have been extra special when everybody sang The Town I Love yeah. So Well. You know, it's a song which, as you know, Jerry, we've talked about it before. It's very, it would be the one song I would choose to be remembered for of all of the, the, the body of work. That's the one that's, I think, probably closest to my heart for obvious reasons. Um, and that weekend in Derry, where on the Friday I get the freedom of the city, which was a bit special because whatever but any other award, I'm never blasé about awards. I love them all and I'm, I'm very grateful that I get them. But, you know, a Grammy nomination or a gold album or a this, that and the other, that's terrific. And, I, you know, I love to put them up on my wall and, and bask in the reflected glory. But <laughs> to get an award from your own people, you know, your own town was a bit special. And that was on the Friday, uh, the Guildhall in Derry. The Guildhall was a place where, um, growing up, you didn't dare to cross the threshold. That was for the kind of you. Know, that was for the posh people, and that was for the uh, that was for the landed gentry almost. So to get in, to be in the Guildhall number one, and uh, to be given the freedom of the city number two. Um, and the other thing that was gratifying, Jerry, is that when it was put to the vote in the town council, it was unanimous. Yes. In the north of Ireland, at any town council, they get yeah. anything that's voted on unanimously. It's quite an achievement, <laughs> as you'll be aware. Anyway, that was the Friday. So the Saturday then was this epic sing-along that you refer to on uh, in Eglinton Square, just overlooking the, the River Foyle and the city. And to have like between two and 3,000 people on a drizzly Saturday afternoon turning up to sing the song. All, all five verses, they all knew every word. And the generations, you know, kids, primary school kids, their mums and dads and their grannies and granddads. In other words, people who'd lived through the troubles, people who'd grown up in the shadow of the troubles and kids who just only heard about the troubles. Mm. Um, and to see that that song was relating to all of them. I think of all of the, uh, of all of the occasions when, when uh, uh, I've performed that song, be that in the White House or anywhere else, that 
that I think it was the one that was that that was really the most heartwarming of them all because it was as if Jerry, it was as if the town the song was coming home, yes. you know, was coming back to the town. Ah, lovely, 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 and well deserved too. Um, you've worked with the great and good. You've charted every year for decades with your songs. Sinead O'Connor, I have to mention her. You worked closely with her. Such yeah. a loss, such a sad end to her life, Phil. One of the most poignant parts of the show is uh, uh, Sinead, as you know, recorded a couple of my songs, yes. Scorn His Simplicity and uh, The Shores of This Village. And on the show, uh, my two guests on the show are my child bride, uh, Geraldine Brannigan, <laughs> and this killer new tenor from Derry, George, George Hutton, who's just blowing people away. But Der- Geraldine does a version of The Shores of This Village. And on this on this tour, uh, we've kind of tweaked it a bit from a technical point of view. So we have a big screen behind. Um, and so, for example, uh, when I'm doing maybe uh, Scarnot His Simplicity, talking about that, there's a clip of Luke Kelly, archive yes. of Luke Kelly in black and white, talking about the first time I played him the song and, and his reaction. There's a clip also of Sinead talking about our relationship and how she trusted me, uh, you know, in the studio, trusted me to mix the song, mix her vocals, even though even if she wasn't there. That whole trust thing was very important to her. And so when Geraldine is singing... Uh, the shores of the Swilly. We put up a few images of, of Sinead. One glorious one, just of that lovely, her, I mean, that lovely face that she had. Um, and another beautiful one, which actually really brings me to tears. It's Sinead and I, and she's got her arm around me, looking up just, and you can see the trust in her eyes. That's the kind of relationship that uh, that we had in the studio. So, um, yeah, Sinead was, will be a, you know what, Jer? That voice will live forever. That's for sure. Oh, amazing, amazing. I better mention the dates you're coming around because uh, just while we're at it, uh, Phil is in the Solstice Arts Centre in Navin this Friday, this very Friday, the 17th of November. He's in the Hotel Kilmore in Cavan on Sunday the 26th. The TLT in Drogheda on the 3rd of December, that's Sunday the 3rd. And the other local one is the Enthus Theatre in Castle Blaney, County Monaghan on the 17th of December on the run into Christmas. So they're all local big dates where you can go and see this very man and this wonderful show. Um, I want to ask you about uh, the song. I'll talk to you about the song Steal Away. And we're actually going to play it now in a few minutes because I absolutely adore it. But you've done something with this song in the context of the Ukraine. Tell listeners what's happened. I I found out um, that uh, the Ukrainian community in in Cavan, right, had warmed to uh, steal away, and they they were singing it as 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 a kind of an anthem. Um, but that kind of blew me away. I was intrigued by that. Uh, and then, because bear in mind, I wrote that like during the troubles in the north, about you know, or like a couple in the north. But yet, when I reread the lyric, you know, let's steal away and start anew and make a new beginning, or we leave behind the city streets, the gloom and desolation, and translating that into Ukraine today. It all made sense, you know. Um, so um, we, uh, that was the start-off point. And I said, well, this is, I mean, this is just a wonderful, wonderful happenstance for me. So we assembled a choir, a uh, 40-piece choir of ladies from north, south, east, and west, for all the communities, uh, all the, the uh, Ukrainian communities in, in, in Ireland. Um, um, Ger- I'll never forget, Jerry. the first rehearsal. It was in Balbriggan in County, in, in County Dublin. And they all assembled. The ladies from Kerry, for example, got on a bus at four o'clock in the morning to come up at rehearsal. But just watching them all congregate in the rehearsal space and see the joy in their eyes of meeting other fellow Ukrainians in another environment, something which was fresh, new and exciting um, as, a, as a total change from, you know, the rather humdrum life. Some of those ladies are living in a, in a hotel room with a couple of kids, you know, mm. but they're all, as, as, a, as they're all assembling and singing, I'm, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, they all have brothers, fathers, sons who are still fighting in, in Ukraine. And when I heard, I'm sitting at the piano and I hear them sing um, Steal Away in Davai Fechchem, Davai no Fechchem, O Seyak Songwine, Sichanove, Stoboy O Pachem, Davai Poti Henko Fechchem. Steal away in Ukraine. It brought mm. me to tears, you know. I mean, it's just, it just was a whole new take. Oh, it was fantastic. one of the most heartwarming things I've ever done. Oh, that, that is real testament to it. Anyway, again, Solstice Arts Centre Navin, this Friday, the 17th of November, you can catch Phil there and this wonderful show. It's great to catch up with you. And I, can I say this to you? It's four score and much, much more because you are like a young fella still and the enthusiasm <laughs> is just brimming on late lunch this afternoon. Thank you for joining me. God bless you.
Always a pleasure, Jerry. Take care. God bless. Take care. Bye bye. The wonderful Phil Coulter, and here it is. Steal away. Let's steal away. No reason left to stay. For me and you, let's start anew. Darling, steal away. Isn't he absolutely lovely, Louise? You know, no matter what you say about him, the man, he's always... So interesting. Isn't he? And he's always... You know, such a, a, a youthful outlook on life and great heart. He just has he? this aura or something. That, yeah, he has. You know, it's just he lovely. Has. He, he, he's just a top man. He really, really is. I love chatting to him. And he's uh, so enthusiastic for everything he, do- he does. Humble and, and at the same time... And he's still a good voice, hasn't oh, he? A great voice. God almighty, has he? That Those shows are going to be fantastic. He, he, last year, he said he mightn't do any more. But he had to, by popular demand. Mm. He's back again. And, and what is it, 35 dates before the end of the year? He's really... Uh, putting it in before the year falls, the year of 2023. It's hard to believe, isn't it, that we're on the run-in now to the end of the year already. The best time of the year. And we've got the diaries for the new year. Didn't we, the other day, we got the 2024 diaries. Can we just cut out January and leave the rest? (laughs) Sick and tired, you've been hanging on me. Cut out the 700 weeks that were in January and just leave the other 11 months of the year. Listen, listen, you've got to live every month. You've got to live every day. Every uh, the way I say it is every second, every minute, every hour, every day, mm. every week, every month of your life. And you know, we we of course we have months we don't. It's harder in January. No, no, the month I have, to have trouble with is February. <laughs> Remember, that's the shortest month. <laughs> yeah, but trying to say it to know yourself. Anyway, that'll be for an on and on I and on. Can we make January popular? Uh, no. Well, we are. We have a plan, haven't we, oh, for we late lunch? Oh, we yeah. have a plan for late lunch to make it really popular. We'll tell you about that before we break for the Christmas for sure. Now, my next guest, I'm going to quote her now. She says, I live, sleep and eat aromatherapy. And we're going to do that precisely for the next while because I'm delighted to welcome Eileen Smith to late lunch. Eileen, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Jerry. I'm delighted to be here it's talking about my favourite subject. <laughs> and as we say it, you have your favourite subject laid out here on the Thank desk you. in front of us and we're going to get to some of, of these in a moment. Yeah. Tell us though about you. Did aromatherapy come to you or you to it? How did that happen? I'd say a bit of both really, you know. Growing up, um, I loved, I grew up in Wicklow and it's fabulous there, you know, where I'm from in Beachlawn, County Wicklow. So I was always surrounded by nature, forest, fields, uh, spent most of my time going up to the forests and the fields. And I'd always come back with cones and pines and rose hips and leaves. And one of my favourite things was to press them into a book. And actually, my dad, I was only talking about this this morning, um, invested in some encyclopedias. I think half the country did back then, that particular year. They Br- were Britannica, blue. wasn't Britannica, it? Britannica, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I used to come back and look them up and then see could I draw them. And But then, you know, as time went on, I did always notice I was very attracted to aromas and how they made me feel. You know, did I get a good feeling, a bad feeling? And mainly, thankfully, the ones that I connected with, it was always good feelings, mm. like rose is so rosy and makes your heart feel good. Rosemary is so fresh and uplifting. I always loved feeling the plants as well to see what smells would come out. And I ruined many things on my mother trying to <laughs> blend, thinking I knew what I was doing. So I, I suppose I fell upon it and then life paused for a while. And um, I went to England, had my son and I did have um, a, a skincare issue. Yes. And I was working in a drinks, in the drinks industry at the time, actually. You might have heard of Beef Eater Gin. Yes. And then they were taken over by Allied to Mac and I worked um, for them in PR and marketing department. But um I my skin broke out in a terrible rash one day and they couldn't figure out what was wrong and I had to get antihistamines. But the company sent me to a top aromatherapy clinic in Harley Street oh, in London. Oh, very so nice. Very posh, Jerry, very, very posh, posh. Very, very, yeah. yes. And I loved it. Oh, my God, I was in heaven. I just, the minute I walked in the door, the aromas. 
and I just, to be honest, it wasn't a chore to go there. I went there every day, every Saturday for six months. Uh, when I first arrived, I took photos. I had um, a quite a bad burn on my, from the infection, mm. it actually burnt. Um, plus, uh, it's a big long story, but I was pres- uh, prescribed something that actually burnt my skin. So conventional didn't do what it was supposed to do for you, but the aromatherapy yes, did. Yes, And absolutely. this in a way linked you back to what you told us a moment ago, your childhood and growing yeah, up in yeah. Harley Street in London. I know. It's a fascinating. Yeah. And I suppose meant in my mind, I remember when I used to lie there and they would cleanse my face. There'd be rose water, there'd be orange blossom water, there'd be... And I'd always ask them, what are you using on me? What smell is this? What smell is that? Um. The one thing that stuck out in my mind so much was the rosemary, the rosemary, because it's such a great tonic for the skin and it's so purifying. Also, they use geranium, which is a great skin balancer. They use calendula mother's gold and um, the extract from um, marigold, mm. which is fantastic uh, healer for the skin. Uh, we actually use that in our products. A lot of calendula aficionales. It's just amazing for the skin. So I, I did make a mental note, someday I'll do this, you know, and here I am. <laughs> here you are doing it now. No, I know you came back home with your son and you worked in the banking industry yeah. for quite a number of years. When did you make the, the break into this and said, you know, I'm, I'm done with, you know, my conventional job, should I say, yeah. and I'm going down this road going fully? Going down this road. I suppose, yeah, when I left the bank, that was about 2013. Yeah. And I actually was struggling very bad uh, with my back. I had hurt myself, but then discovered I had some degenerative illness there, just wear and tear. Yeah. But unfortunately, it was a bit um, a bit more pronounced in my case and it took a while. So I left my job um, because I knew I, a good lot of my work was standing and um, I couldn't heal from it at the time. Took re- uh, some redundancy and then was left with this kind of void. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with myself now? And then like that, I just went back to my childhood, I suppose. I was doing a lot of walks out the country to try and heal my back. And I was attending, getting injections into the spine. And then I suddenly fell in love with all the nature all over again and started buying oils. Ylang Ylang was the first one I bought and I loved it. The smell, it's so mood uplifting it's actually an aphrodisiac Jerry as well dare I mention <laughs> online <laughs> but it, it's uh, uh, lots have perked up now when they hear <laughs> that for sure yes yes go on but it's an amazing oil to work with um, and it's just um, fantastic for the mind a great antidepressant a great mood booster mm. but also equally a fantastic oil to ban- balance the skin so it's definitely one of, uh, one of those oils to look out for. I would thoroughly recommend OK, it. well, we're going to get into a few of them now in a moment. But you have a yeah. great story. And now you're at this full time and you have yeah. a business as yeah. well called Luce. Is it Luce Aromatherapy? Yeah, Luce. Luce, Luce, Luce aromatherapy. aromatherapy. Yourself and Paula McGuinness have come yeah. together and you're both passionate about this. Yeah. As I said, in the studio here, the range of aromas I'm getting, I just love it. I think I'll have you every day. It, it smells so gorgeous in here. Yeah. Talk to me about, you mentioned uh, one there a moment ago that you absolutely love, but I noticed another one that you're very fond of, patchouli. What is that? Oh, patchouli. I just absolutely love patchouli. Its uh, botanical name is Pagestamon cablin. Um, patchouli oh, dates back years and years and years, but it's, um, I actually have it here. Have you? Yeah, I'll let you have it. Uh, let me have a little whiff of yeah. that till I see what I think of it. There you go. Here we go. Now, patchouli is very earthy. It's very grounding. Oh, it's it's beautiful, isn't it? Do you like it? I do. Oh, I'm so glad. Because it brings me out into the countryside. You mentioned earthy. Yeah, it's very earthy. On a damp morning, you know what I mean? Jerry, you have it. You've just picked up on there. Now, would you believe it when I'm teaching that some students don't like it at all? They find it's too damp. They don't, they, they actually, they will be, you know, oh, Get it away from me. What does what can that do for you? Patchouli is great for the mind. And how do you take that? What, what, what do you do I with could that? Do, I could just show you, for example, a little. I know people. You put can't, a drop or two yeah. into something, do yeah. you? 
Yeah. Is this the same with all these that you have yeah. here? So like I'm pouring now at the minute some oil. Yeah. Okay, into so, a little container yeah, there. So I'd say what kind of oil is that? That's actually I'm using macadamia nut yeah, oil yeah, here. Yeah. To, I'm familiar I, with it. Yeah, very, uh, it's a very nutritious yes. for the skin. Except in the case if you had a nut allergy, you wouldn't use that. But I've got about ten mil there, so I'm actually going to put in. I'm making a, a little stronger than normal because yeah, I'm addicted to patchouli. <laughs> um, two drops. And what can this do for me? What can this what treat? What I could now. Do here. I'm just going to stir it. Okay. So, for example, now that I could put into a rollerball, for example. But equally, if I didn't have that, what I can do is put this on my neck. Oh, I see what you've done. So you administered this externally. And I can put it on or I could use it just as a massage oil, you know, to actually help relax me. Or I could mix it in with other oils. Um, which is another very interesting topic. Um, we talk about um, synergy mm. in aromatherapy a lot. Synergy comes from a Greek word, syn, S-Y-N, and then energy, ergon, which is Greek. And um, that's um, bringing everything together. So if I, for example, had uh, lavender, yep. chili, they're two different oils. And with that, I could put a... Lemon, which I'm looking for. You have so many bottles there. I know. (laughs) And so if I put those three together. Yes. And let's say two drops of this, one of that, two or three of that. Those three oils are working together to create more. And again. it's called a synergistic effect. Okay, And again, you rub it on your hands or on your neck or. It's very popular now in uh, massage. It's very popular in aromatherapy products, which is what we make. Mm. Organic skincare. And um, that way, then you are, uh, I suppose, with the massage end and absorbing it, it goes in through the tiny molecules of your skin. Into into the the pores. Yeah, into the pores. And then it will go all the way around your body. So what I want to get to is the different combinations, the different oils can help you health-wise. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yes, totally. That this is the essence of aromatherapy. It is indeed. Like, aromatherapy, it's a lot more than uh, what people think it is. Yeah. It's the aroma Mm. uh, and then therapy. So you've got the aroma, which is the aromatic aspect, which will, um, when you smell something, for example, you know, if that's pleasing to you, it's going to help you psychologically. Yes, I, I, I'm with yeah. you. Want to take a short break? Stay there. Go nowhere. I'm Thank really you. enjoying our conversation this <laughs> afternoon with Eileen Smith. I don't think this studio has ever had such a wonderful aroma to it. <laughs> I'm keeping you. She's Thank going you. nowhere. Stay with us on Late Thank Lunch. Thank you, Jerry. Let me ask you about, you know, again, coming back to what this can do for people who are listening in today. And um, what about the frame, the body, you know, I, I know the skin is the largest organ on the body, so I don't yeah. have to tell you that. Yeah. But what about somebody, say, who's having trouble with their skeleton, you know, muscular, muscular and skeletal? Is there yeah. an application here for oh, this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can use the oils um, to put them into uh, lotions, put them into massage blends in particular. And uh, you can blend them using, for example, black pepper is great for warming up the muscles um, it's also a depurifier. You could put in some black pepper um, also lemon detoxifying. That would break down, you know, um, acid. Um, there's juniper you can put in for gout, for example. Um, like we actually make a really nice um, pain balm, um, uh, comfrey made from comfrey leaf. I'm familiar with comfrey because it's great for making an organic fertiliser for my vegetables in the garden. If you cut the leaves and soak them in water, what you get, the liquid from it, it's a tremendous feed for, I grow organically. It's wonderful for that. So it's an application here as well, comfrey. Yes, so comfrey is, um, as you said, it's a weed. Um, It is an amazing plant. It it has a substance in it called alanatine which is very anti-inflammatory. So when you blend that, um, we actually make um, a triple infusion. So what I do is I get some organic comfrey leaf, uh, we crush it down, uh, we make it into a powder, 
we infuse that then with organic olive oil and uh, which we use from an Irishman, actually, Ray. And uh, we get all our olive oil off him. He's from Kells. He has a grove in Spain. And um, then uh, I slow cook it then, in infuse it in the olive oil. And then what I do after that is we blend it further and we'll make it safe to carry it to the skin. So we put in some beeswax and then coconut oil. Then we put in our pain blends. So it could be eucalyptus, it could be lavender, it could be black pepper. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It could be rosemary, it could be ginger. Depending, then you also have to look at skin types mm. when you blend and when you make things for people. But certainly to get back to your original question, the um, essential oils, uh, there are specific ones that target pain and they're fantastic to use topically. So uh, through massage, um by applying them and massaging them, you're going to relax the muscles. Mm. So the lower back, the neck, the shoulders, the head. There's so many, so many ways, so many complementary th- therapies. I, I hear through what you're saying there. In other words, you can customise. Yes. For each individual's needs yeah. and ailments, etc. Yeah. One thing crosses my mind at the moment this time of the year. I, I don't have to remind you, you'll only be leaving these studios and it'll be getting dark yeah. and darkness dominates at this time yeah. of the year at the expense of light and people struggle. You know mm. what I'm talking about? Winter time. It's a difficult time for people in a mental sense, especially. Yes. Have you anything in, 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 yes, in your... I, um, I love eucalyptus now this time of the year. I actually call it a Rambo oil. Um, it's just, whoa, it comes in and it takes over. <laughs> it's like clear everybody out of the room. So it's a great antiviral oil and um, it's great uh, for boosting the immune system as well. Coughs, colds, flus. So you could put a few drops in your diffuser, for example, to build up and yeah. strengthen your immune system. Mm. But also you could put it in a pain blend for massage mm. to strengthen your immune system. So it's worth mentioning that regular use uh, of aromatherapy treatments will strengthen your systems. Okay, but strengthen the mind, the body, the soul. That's the thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So regular use, uh, it will work in a preventative way. Mm. So it's very, uh, it's just so powerful. But there's many methods of using aromatherapy. There's aromatherapy baths. Um, they're fantastic. Um, I was just writing about that last night about uh, vetiver essential oil. Uh, it's so fantastic for relaxing the muscles, but also the mind. Mm. It's known as the oil of tranquility. So there's many ways. So you can have baths, you can combine the oils into Epsom salts, into Dead Sea salt. Actually, a great uh, tradition, and I'm a great fan of it, is um, if you have some oils and you don't know what to do with them. Sometimes mm. people have oils. We'd often get texts or that and they, they're they sitting on the shelf 
and they don't know what to do. Mm. How do I mix that? How do I blend it? Do I smell it? What do I do with it? So um, you could put like up to five, six drops. For, for example, let's say tonight you want to relax, make a nice aromatic aroma in your bedroom. Um, but you want your sleep is important. You're not sleeping great. Put in um, two drops of rose, three drops of lavender into your ceramic burner. Have your water in it, light your candle underneath and that will infuse the, the room. And will but that it, help with sleep? It will. It will. Because people, I have so many people coming on to me all the time yeah. here. They can't sleep. Now, there's many other ones, but I'm, I I've, I've, I favour that blend myself. But there's many. And if anyone wants any information, we'd be more than happy to, if they get in touch with us. And uh, we can explain all about our products. Uh, we have a fantastic range of organic skincare. We're very excited about the future, myself and Paula. Yeah, uh, we're quite the dynamic couple, actually. Uh, <laughs> we work very well together, and she has brought a lot to the table, as I did myself. Yes, your combined talents. Yeah. And again, it's Lus Lus. How do you pronounce it, Lus? Lus Lus yeah. Aromatherapy. Yeah. Have you a website? Is it? We have a website. It's so that's L U S Aromatherapy. Yeah, it's uh, Lus Aromatherapy. Okay, so you'll find all the details there. You're coming to a few places with your products soon. Yes, we are. um, We're in Kells um, this Sunday at the Xmas Craft. That's in the the hotel in Kells. The Headford Headford, Arms. The Headford Arms. Um, We will also be in the Solstice Navin. That's December the 2nd. Um, and we there. Oh, yeah, there's a cottage market, Drogheda. Yes, have to mention Drogheda, and the ninth and tenth of December, and Slane Castle, sixteenth and seventeenth. My of God, December. so there are lots of opportunity uh, to meet Eileen and Paul and find out more about them. Look, we've scratched the surface today. Uh, I've enjoyed having you with me on the show. I've we really will meet again. And you're looking well in it, may I say, Eileen. Oh, thank you so Thanks much, Thanks for joining Jerry. me on oh, the show, It's been Eileen a pleasure. Smith. A great opportunity. Mine thank too. you. Mine too. Thank Thanks you. for joining me. Thank you. Lately I've been living in a dream The past feels like a better place to be The days we spent just sitting by the sea Empyrean skies can't compete with those eyes The colours of that dress you love to wear the way the sun got tangled in your hair. My next guest is a climate change contributor to the Irish Times who wrote a very interesting article yesterday in the paper and we just had to pick up on it. I'm delighted to say hello to Sive O'Neill this afternoon. Thank you for joining me, Sive. Uh, good afternoon, Jerry. Greenwashing. Will you explain to our listeners the term greenwashing, what it means? Yes, I think we're all so familiar with advertising where there's a claim to be for the product or the whatever it is that's being sort of advertised to be somewhat environmentally friendly, uh, doing something for the environment, carbon neutral, climate neutral, zero carbon. We hear all these phrases, um, but the reality is that companies who are making these claims very often can't back them up with the scientific information uh, to verify that the products really are uh, zero carbon or climate neutral. So what got me started on this was I was looking into the issue of uh, Apple's new watch. They have a Series 9 new watch Mm. where they claim on their website that um, certain models are climate neutral. And so when you dig a little bit deeper, it turns out that while they've done a lot to reduce the manufacturing uh, waste and they, you know, try to recycle materials and, you know, minimize their use of resources as much as possible, Um, The reality is that there is a a shortfall of between 9 and 12 kilograms of carbon uh, per watch, which is actually rather a lot of carbon. Um, And so what they've done is they've purchased offsets, carbon offsets to cover that. Now, what that means is they've purchased these kind of credits where because of tree planting schemes and various other schemes, um, companies are saying, well, we've drawn down so much carbon from the atmosphere, we're going to turn these into credits that you can use to offset against your emissions. So companies buy these in order to make themselves look good and in order for them to be able to make these claims. Now, I think there's a lot of problems with that. There's a lot of problems about making the claim that just because you've purchased these offset credits that you can say you're somehow carbon neutral. But the credits themselves often aren't worth the paper they're written on and they don't necessarily reduce emissions permanently. 
So that's what got me looking into it. But then as I did, um, I realized that, you know, it's extraordinary that a company like Apple, which has done quite a lot on sustainability, Mm. is willing to make the claim knowing that it's not true and knowing that the European Consumers Organization were critical of them for not being able to substantiate it. So then I got thinking about the advertising industry per se. And it seems to me that it's so valuable for a company to be able to claim that its product is sustainable, even when it's not, that it's worth their while taking the risk with, you know, public opinion and NGOs and consumer groups that might actually look into it. Mm. Because advertising has such a power over us. It tells us what we should like, what we need to desire, what we should be trying to uh, live up to in terms of role models and image and status, all of that. So that's what I got um, interested in then. Yeah, it's so uh, it's such an interesting subject and I'm glad you drilled down into it. But, you know, us as consumers, uh, you know, this is important for companies and advertisers now to tag on to this, you know, helping the environment, helping the world, climate change stuff, because we feel better. You know, you can understand we feel better for purchasing something with that tag along. Yes, that's you've, you've hit your, your, your you hit the nail on the head there, Jerry. Because in principle, I think intuitively we understand we have a sort of psychological resistance to just buying a, a new things to replace stuff that works quite well, whether it's clothes or watches or cons- any kind of consumer goods. And especially in the lead up to Christmas, there's such an orgy of spending and uh, you know buying a lot of stuff that is actually you know going to be ending up as rubbish. So in order to overcome this natural resistance, um, I'm I'm speculating here, the companies tell us that, well, you're actually doing something good for the environment if you buy this. You know, you you shouldn't feel guilty about buying a new watch because, in fact, it's going to be good for the environment. Uh, But the reality is you're still adding waste and energy use and resource use to the overall burden on the environment, even when you buy uh, a product that's been manufactured as sustainably as possible. And that's the dilemma we're in, that just, you know, we have to sort of start grasping the concept of sufficiency, of doing um, more with less, and of, you know, not orienting ourselves towards a good life based on material possessions, Mm. but on other things, you know. And, I mean, this is obviously quite a philosophical argument, but... Uh yeah. One that's kind of faded from our conversation and become so materialistic, you know. Yeah, because look at you only have to just sit back and consider and even in my lifetime Look at what happened this year. This year more so than ever, I think. Even before Halloween, the Christmas thing was on the agenda, right? It'll be in June next. This is what I see from an advertising point of view, which would be absolutely horrendous. But they can't wait. As soon as Halloween was over, wham, away we go. Do you notice the Christmas advertising, uh, the famous ones, they're all on the telly from the beginning of November now. And there's a reason for that, as you say. We buy, and you, uh, quote, quote you yesterday, €1,200 per household on average will be spent this Christmas and an awful lot of it is not necessary and will go to waste. Isn't that a sad fact? It is and I think when you look at advertising um, it's important to remember that a huge amount of it is now stuff that we see on screens. It's uh, mm. what we see in our social media feeds. Um, there, we are, you know, There's an unbelievable amount of advertising and in fact as part of the research I was doing I discovered that people have, you know, tried to work out exactly what the carbon footprint of the advertising industry itself is. Because for every ad that tries to get you to look at it um, as you're scrolling through a feed of one sort or another on Facebook or whatever it is, that slows you down and it basically ends up using more energy. Um, So there's a a very significant carbon footprint um, on advertising in social media. And that's not to be um, taken lightly either. So the more we expose ourselves, and there's no regulation of advertising really on social media. In Ireland, we just have a voluntary code that advertisers are supposed to adhere to. And there's some very interesting um, cases up on the Advertising Standards Authority of Ireland about the nature of the kind of complaints people make to us about breaches of code. And sometimes it's kind of regular consumer things like, you know, I didn't get the service or the product that that was advertised and sometimes it's because the companies are making these outrageous claims about being 
kind of environmentally friendly in some ways when when they can't actually back that up. And I suppose the, by extension, I have to ask you this. What's the answer to all this? It's it's like a juggernaut, may I say, uh, that I feel it's like a, a juggernaut side that is just relentless because it's, it, it applies to life across the board. Growth, 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 push, 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 sell, 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 up, up, up. It can't it can't go on forever, can it? Um, well, I don't think so. But I, there, there absolutely are things we can do. We just have to remember how we got to grips with the advertising of tobacco products. Yeah. Um, so it's possible to ban certain things from advertising and it's also possible to ban them at certain times of the day or uh, from the um, audience of certain age groups, for example, just like sort of gambling ads or whatever. So the first thing I would say is that, you know, and this is stepping back a little bit away from consumer goods, but... I would uh, be in favour of a ban on any kind of fossil fuel product. So that means no more bans, no more ads for new gas boilers or oil boilers or even services, right? No advertising for that. Um, And then no more um, advertising for, say, new gas connections. No more um, ads for any kind of fossil fuel products. Now, it's not to say that the products themselves are going to be banned. They're not. But they shouldn't be advertised because basically the deep pockets of the fossil fuel industry is then competing with um, the alternatives, the sustainable green energy alternatives for the public's attention. So that's the first thing. And the second thing I would say is that in general, the advertising industry and companies that are using advertising are not regulated properly. They have a voluntary code that they adhere to. So the European Union is bringing in a directive And that will be a game changer, but it won't come into force for a couple of years. And in the meantime, we should have very clear standards in Ireland set by government that specify what claims a company can make about whether it's climate neutral or climate friendly or zero carbon or whatever you're having. And to actually require them to be able to back that up without the use of any carbon offset. So those are very specific things that I think would be quite um, quite dramatically um, different for Irish consumers. I mean, you know, if you ever paid attention to the amount of advertising you hear on the radio particularly, and I, I don't know about LMFM, but certainly <laughs> on the national broadcast, oh, we're the same. a huge amount of <laughs> advertising for, for cars. And the car industry um, spends something like 17 million on radio advertising alone um, annually. That's a huge advertising spend. So, well, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, there should be necessarily a ban on, you know, car advertising completely. But I think it's one of those areas we need to have a look at. And we certainly shouldn't be allowing any advertising of cars that are running on petrol and diesel. And again, I'm not banning the car, just yeah. the ads, mm. because they have such an influence over the way we think about, um, you know, uh, products. And when companies are mixing in you know, a gas boiler with a heat pump, that kind of thing confuses the public. Mm. That it makes it look as if, you know, there's not much of a difference between the two, when in fact there is. Mm. And, uh, you know, in, in fairness, yeah, I, I, we understand as well, this show is sponsored uh, by uh, car dealers. Well, actually, we're up there for a live show tomorrow, um, you know, and they're great friends of ours. But, you know, the car industry as well is trying to move, of course, towards uh, electric cars and in that direction as well and you have to give them a credit for that but there's no doubt uh, one thing is sure uh, advertising works and radio advertising it does sit in there and just at some stage it does that little thing that makes you go in that direction yeah it's very effective yeah. and one of the things that, that I discovered researching it is that basically we're just sort of hardwired to believe what we're told I think it's it's what we call a truth bias yeah. So if I tell you that, you know, the sky is, is green, um, even though you kind of know that's nonsense, the, tr- the, the t- reality is you'd be inclined to believe me if I, if I have some sort of authority. Yes. So companies use their brands, their legitimate, well-honed brands to kind of lend an air of authority to the claims that they make um, about their products. Yeah. And, uh, and and they have a lot of power over us. Mm. So I think we need to push back against that. Yes, yes, indeed. Very thought-provoking, I have to say. Keep doing what you're doing. I love what you have to say. Uh, and uh, this in particular caught our attention. It's great to have you with us today. I do appreciate your time.
Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for joining me, Sive. Sive O'Neill there, contributor on climate to the Irish Times. Anyways, Louise, the aroma in the studio, can you describe it for listeners from Eileen's lovely essential oils and that? It's gorgeous, isn't it? It is. Really it is. is. Insightful. Mm, it is. I just, you know, as soon as she arrived, I actually just, you know, it would, it, it, would, it, it does something, doesn't it? It does mm. give you a little bit of... Uh, a little boost in your day for sure and uh, she loves it she loves it she really does she was telling us even afterwards that she was career. leaving yeah it's a great great story it really is and we wish her and her business partner all the very best so they're did flying did she bring in that aphrodisiac into you like or did she have it with her it's just part and parcel of the, the whole range of stuff yeah. yeah yeah so it is mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. are, you, are you saying something to me there you're pushing me down a no, road you <laughs> <laughs> Just a passing comment. It's Wednesday. <laughs> a pint, a pint of bitter will do me this evening. That's your effort, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So they can't send the people who arrive from war-torn, desperate countries seeking asylum to Rwanda. Am I surprised? Thank God the Supreme Court in Britain came out with that decision today. Imagine they want to send them to, after leaving where they had to leave and desperate to get away from, they want to then take them immediately and deport them to Rwanda. What a future they'd have in Rwanda. Fantastic. Must be the worst British government in history. I have never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable. Hopefully now, the British people have a bit of sense at the next election and consigned them to the opposition benches for years and years and years. But you never know. Let's see. Watch this space. I love the Elbridge politics. I love all politics, to be honest with you. Anyway, let's get back to business on late lunch today and Love Drogheda. Yes, you can order the card at lovedrogheda.ie. Over 220 local businesses. You can shop at the card there. It's fantastic. It really is. I have 50 euro on a card today. The question was, the relic of which saint is housed at St. Peter's Roman Catholic Church in Drogheda? It is St. Oliver. Patrice Maloney, that loaded card with 50 is yours today. Well done to you. And thanks to everybody. We've got loads of people looking for it. Anyway, love Drogheda.ie. All the information is there. Let's have a run at this now. Five, four, three, two... Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... The number three from this very week in 1995, written by Mr Noel Gallagher, lead guitarist and chief songwriter with Oasis. Yes, what is the song about? It's a strange type of song, really. Um, It's, well, yeah, it's, it's an odd one. I'll tell you about it in a minute, what it actually means. But anyway, number three today, number two, it only made it to number two, never made it to number one in the UK. I love it, though. It's Oasis and Wonderwall. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realised what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Number three from this week in 1995 Oasis and Wonderwall A song about an imaginary friend Who's going to come and save you from yourself There you go Our Louise was just telling me The answer to her question today For the Love Drogheda gift card Was St Oliver And he is the patron saint Of peace and reconciliation By God they could do it Oliver and a few prayers from in the Middle East, couldn't they, at the moment? Final break of the day on the way and afterwards we meet a 14-year-old entrepreneur. My final guest of the show today is 14 years of age. He's from Drumconrath in County Mead and he goes to school. He's in third year at Patrician High School in Carrickmacross and he really is a brilliant woodworker. Delighted to say hello to Jesse James Stewart. Hi. Hello, how are you, Joe? I'm good. Thanks for joining me on the show. All this began when you were 12, back during COVID, with birdhouses. Uh, had you ever done anything before that with wood or timber? No, I hadn't really done anything before that with wood or timber. Just was really that day that it took off. I just took a liking to it. And you made a few of them first, and when people saw them, you couldn't keep up, could you, with the demand? No, see, I only made a couple and I went round the road selling them and it just, the order started coming then and I just couldn't stop them. <laughs> Good on you. From there, what happened next? It was wheelbarrow planters. 
Yeah, well, after that, in the summer, I come up with wheelbarrows and uh, they sold out as well. For Mother's Day, they were, everyone wanted them. I had them in Hickey's Farm Fresh and they sold out. That's an RD. And you were selling online, were you too, at that stage? I was selling them online on Facebook, on my Facebook page. Good man, good on you. So, by extension, you were then looking for other things to do, and it was coming to, what, Christmas 2021. You went into the, the Christmas business then? Yeah, well, I went in, I started making sleighs, and I made trees as well, and that sort of took off, because the Mead Chronicle had been out before that, and they came out again and did another, with, another page with me for the trees and all. Great stuff. And then at school in Patrician, uh, you're learning woodwork there, technical graphics and uh, business studies. They, they, I know you love all those those subjects, but uh, you got a nomination then for the Monaghan Student Enterprise Awards. Yeah, I won the Mini Company and the Best Social Media Award in Monaghan. And I got put through to the national finals and I won the, the Junior Best Commercial Potential Award. You are some boy for one boy, I have to say. And listen, that just spurred you on because last year, year in 2022, uh, Easter time, you, you went the Easter bunny route and again, it was a massive success, wasn't it for you? Yeah, well, I made the wee bunnies in the box and I did some of them with sweets for Easter and Easter eggs in them, and then others were flowers and they sold out as well. You have the eye for what people want. I have to say, you have it. You really do. Now, what's happening bringing us up to date? W- what are you at at the moment? What's your latest project? Well, this year I decided to change it up a wee bit and do the model farm since I live on a farm and that's really what I loved whenever I was a child. So, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of them here. They're sitting on the desk in front of me. They're really nifty, I have to say. Does it take you long to make one of those farm structures? Well, it depends on which one it is. See, there's a number of different ones that I make, and they all average different times. On average, what would it take? Yeah, what would it take on average? Say if you looked across the whole lot of them. On average, like with cutting and sanding and varnishing them all, it could take you up to three or four hours on one of them. Oh, God, there's a lot of work goes into them for sure. There really is. Yeah. How many of them do you hope to turn out before Christmas? Well, I'm hoping to turn out about 20 or 30 of them. Good on you. Good on you. Well done to you because I'm looking at yeah. them. They're, they're lovely. Ah, you can see where you have the farm and background and what you put together again. And I'm sure children would love playing with their tractors and farm animals. That's the idea. You, they, they bring them into this st- structure you build then and play away with them. Yeah, because I do the Christmas craft fairs and that's where I do most of my sales with Geraldine O'Brien. Yeah. Christmas craft fairs. Good on you. I so, do all the Christmas fairs with her. Well done to you. So will it be just farms that you, you have this year, Jesse? No, I do the sleighs as well and the Christmas trees. Oh, good. So you're going to have your product range on display at these fairs this year. And I just see, I want to mention to people, you're in the Headford Arms in Kells this coming Sunday. Yeah. Then the Cavan Crystal Hotel on the 26th of November, the Fairways Hotel in Dundalk on the 3rd of December, and you're at the O'Reilly's Club in Drogheda on the 17th of December. So you have the North East well covered there. Yeah. Good on you, good on you. And, you know, uh, when you go to the fairs and that, does it, does it take much selling? You know what I mean? Do you have to put on your salesman hat or does, do they really sell themselves? Well, you you have to tell people about them and like about them and like why you t- why you should buy this product and all like sort of the salesman hat does have to come on. Uh-huh, you see, you have that as well, and you have the gift of the gab for sure. I'm sure you're a good salesman on top of being a a, a manufacturer as well. I mentioned there what you're studying in Patrician. What would you like to do in the future? I know you have a farm and you love the farm. I know that as well. And you play a bit of golf. I know at RD Golf Club. Where do you see yourself going? What would you like to work at or do beyond school? Uh, I'd like to build kitchens in the future. Good man. Oh, you have all the skills to do it when I see what you turn out with these wonderful products. You're fantastic. You really, really are fantastic. Listen, good luck to you with all you do. Thank you for joining me on the show today. I love what you make.
Uh, no problem. Thanks very much. Take care of yourself. Not at all. Jesse James Stewart there. What a lad he is. 14 years of age. Check him out. He's at those fairs across the northeast over the coming weeks. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us. We're back with Late Lunch live from Blackstone Motors. Blackstone Motors, our show sponsors, tomorrow afternoon. We'll talk to you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.